0: On Spotify, on Apple Podcast,
1: on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking
0: everything Southampton.
1: Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Okay, so you join us after the Spurs game. I think this has probably been one of the quickest we've done an after-match reaction, so it's pretty instantaneous. It was uh, an interesting affair.
2: Is that the best way to put it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll, go, we'll I mean, go, with that. go with
1: that eventful eventful, yeah. I mean, um, without using the, the horrible cliche, a game of two halves, funny enough. I mean, it changed <laughs> pretty damn quick, didn't it? And I didn't like it. I mean, first of all, first half, we must have been let off by VAR about three times, but I think we were kind of like, oh. That's alright. At least it's working this offside trap and this high line. Get into half time. And I think Mourinho's team talk just consisted of put it over the top. There's like yeah. fifty yards of space there, and McCarthy doesn't come off the old, <laughs> come off his line. Like it was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? Just every time they got it, Kane picks up in that spot and the commentators have an absolute field. They're going, Oh, that's a lovely pass. You see it in Sunday League going <laughs> over the top. They're getting uh, yes. uh, you know, get the fast lad to go over the top in that fifty acre fifty yards, acres of space, and put it in the back of the net. Like, yeah, Son finished it, but we were literally that strike, that first stripe into our half. That was where our line was, and we were setting our line there. And um, it didn't, it didn't even occur at like three one or four one to possibly drop the line for a bit of damage control. <laughs> no, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> It was just madness. Like, that's what I saw when I was watching it. What, what were you guys thinking? I think uh, it helped the
0: fact that our defensive line looked like a W instead of yeah. a straight line. That didn't help. The amount of times that one of our defenders would be slightly back, I think uh, one of the goals, it was Bednarek, that was dropped back. Bertrand had dropped back one time. Carl Walker-Peters wasn't in line another time. Like. <laughs> It just it it was so unexpected with how how the first half was and how the first half went. We were dominant. We were picking up all mm. the, every ball that was being cleared. We were being picked up of it. Tottenham had one shot in the first half, and that was the yeah. goal. So we we yeah. survived forty six minutes without conceding a shot. And in all fairness, first goal I would blame McCarthy in the fact that he seemed to change his mind. He was coming out, coming out, coming out, and he just stopped. And if he did one yeah. of the two. Set himself, or if he'd um, or if he'd come out and tried to clear it, we probably wouldn't have conceded. If he would have just dropped back and set himself, he would have saved it because the angle was tight, um, and he should have got a hand to it. Uh, like the the he...
1: one thing that like, it Two. did, like Bertrand did, get across and get a nick on it, and it just lifted it over his hand, which I know, okay. like, I know he changed his mind, which is a little bit annoying. But like, that's it's it's kind of like a fifty-fifty a for me, but.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I put majority of it on because if McCarthy comes out and gets it, brilliant. Mm. There's no chance. But I I would prefer McCarthy to come out and miss it, instead of him just sort of in no man's land trying to find out what he wanted to do. Mm. Like that, that you want confidence. It's the same way. You want confidence in your defence, knowing that they're going to be there. You want confidence. Uh, for the goalkeeper, they want confidence in their defence. For the defence, they want confidence in their goalkeeper. And if they're seeing McCarthy run out, change his mind, come back, like yeah. that's not, you're not confident in yourself. Um, and that was one of the problems. And I just think the rest, the rest of the game, McCarthy's positioning was off. Our our defensive line was off. And when Romelu came off, we they just kept playing the ball through the midfield. And I think that showed. Mm-hmm. That mm. Smallbone really isn't ready. I no. I thought he was. I thought when he played Villa, he played really well in that centre. But that is he had Hoiberg next to him, and we we had a, a blocker in there. But mm. when you have got Walpas and Smallbone, I think that just really shows that those two, they won't operate together successfully because of the fact that they
1: that they individually
0: they are not defensive midfielders. No,
1: no. And I I did always kind of say that. It always seems like Ralph puts him in that higher position because it means he's he doesn't have that. If you look at him, he's quite a skinny lad. And from going from the power of Romeo and breaking up all of that stuff, and I know Romeo got a yellow, so it was sensible to take him off, but you went from all of Romeo just breaking up all of that. And then we take Armstrong, for me, who looked our best attacking outlet. I know Che looked good in the first half, but every time I'm I don't think Armstrong did anything particularly wrong today. He just picked up the ball, played simple pass. He took on like He, he looks, I think, probably one of our best players today. And then we took him off. Um, and we just had no attacking output anymore. It just didn't really come together. And um, we just continued to fixate on putting this ridiculously high line, which didn't work. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think part of the reason for small bone being played in the centre coming into the second half a part of me thinks ralph's gone look if ramos on a yellow card this is the next best option that we've got in the centre like we need He's yeah. you sort of gone to the you know when we lost three nil to west ham and he started eddie nussi forster and all those guys and he sort of went to. it sort of was- it was a sign showing this is my alternative options it sort of felt like then him going look come on we need Mm. to improve the speed of us getting a new number six in the midfield because otherwise things like this will happen. With the McCarthy thing, like uh, Mikey said, he's got to do one or the other. He's either got to stay or got to go. And if he's made the decision to go, there's no point stopping because then he's in a worse position than if he was all the way out or all the way in. Because when you're standing in the middle, you've got absolutely nothing to do. And I know Mikey said for the goals that they only had one shot in the first half, but... With the high line, you could sort of see it coming because they they were caught offside two times. But, you know, the the signs were there that they were getting in behind and they weren't going to get caught offside every single time. Especially when Son, after a few times, will realise, right, if I just hold a yard back first, I've got the pace against Birch and I've got the pace against Stevens. I've got the pace against any of the Saints offenders. So if I just give them a yard and go... And there's a good chance I'll be able to get in behind, and that's that is the main problem for me. And the fact that we we had the warning signs there, mm-hmm. even against Crystal Palace, against Brentford, they're the warning signs. And sadly, we just, you know, we we didn't learn from our mistakes. But do you do you think a lot of that is Ralph's fault, the, the like the positioning of the defenders, or do you think that's coaching, or is that the actual um, team itself? You think it's their personal fault that they're so often just caught in the wrong areas.
0: It's just not, not being ed- switched on, is it? It's. I think the mm. players aren't switched on. Because at the end of last season, everything was fine. And I, I don't know. I can't remember. I can remember us playing a high line. I don't know how high that line was last season. So yeah. I want to see and compare how high the line was compared to <laughs> what it is now. Because mm. I know it was high. But yeah, do you know the what? fact that we're not in a line we're not hmm. in a line defensively. And that's that's the reason why these players are getting in behind because it it was especially for Harry Kane's goal. That that one oh God, that was awesome. Yeah, that was painful, leaving wasn't it? Lamella, it was it Lamella completely open on the left hand side? Hmm. Just to do whatever hmm. the hell he wanted and to Teller do. And
1: Teller was marking him. Like Walker Peters was on the other side, yeah. marking Son because he dragged him out and then just created a massive gap. And it's very easy for um strikers to move across the line but when you've got your right back marking now at left back we had Bertrand and Walker Peters on the same side and Teller Mm. then tucking in like it seems like he's trying to make it a very very fluid system but it just didn't seem to work at all and I think I know you were saying about how whether we were doing this last year I think the game we've got to compare I think the best game we had last season was Man City at home because defensively, that was probably one of our best games. You compare that today, where it's probably the, one of the worst times I've seen the defence. It's completely different, isn't it? I don't think well, our line was that high at City. Games,
0: those are different games. I don't think you can compare those two games. Because we know that City's going to dominate the ball. They're going to have 80% of possession. So therefore, you're not going to be pushing out. You're not going to be pressing high. This spur size was beatable. Apart from Son and Kane, I don't think any of them had really, really good games. I I think their midfield was overrun, especially in the first half. I think their defensive line looked shaky at best. I think they looked very good. I think the only reason why they've beaten us 5-2 is because of our mistakes, not their quality. Of course, you need the quality ball from Kane and the good finish from Son. But apart from that, they didn't look dangerous. They didn't create, like, apart from the goals, they didn't create chances. And they were just incredibly clinical with what they did. I think you can't compare the City game to that game because they're two different games. They're playing two different teams. They don't play the same style. So I I think if you compare it to, uh, like the Spurs game last year. I don't know how high our line was because that was after, after the um, after the nine nil and the changing of the system. So I don't know how high our line was, but you can't compare it to City.
2: I think Ralph said in his pre-match press conference that he has pushed up the line. I don't know how far he says, but I think it was Dan Sheldon from The Athletic that asked him about his high line and he, he did confirm that we're playing a bit higher. And it's just that Tottenham had a plan B in the second half. They knew what we were going to do. They knew how and how to deal with it. And we, we don't seem to have that plan B. When we saw something was going wrong in the fact that we were playing a very high line and certain things weren't working in the second half, we didn't switch it up. And maybe that's because the personnel. We don't have the ability to switch it up. Maybe that's we're just too naive to have a second plan. But it just feels to me that if something's going wrong, wronging and get wrong in a game, we just don't seem to switch it either quick enough or we're not smart enough to switch it because there's so many times last season I can think of the game against Burnley the game against West Ham where we're losing we're not getting battered but the other team had such control over the game and we just couldn't switch the momentum and that that's something that we need to improve on because there will be teams like today that will see what we're trying to do and once they mute the way that we're playing, they'll just take control, complete control, and we'll hardly have a chance. Because I know you said Tottenham were clinical, but they could have had more goals today. They could have had oh, more God goals. Yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah, it's not like they just had five chances and they all went in. They, they had plenty of other ones as well, where I, I can think of Son at least another couple of times that got in the back and it took one from Walker-Peters as a last-ditch challenge. There was another one where Bertrand had to clip it off the back of his heel um, you know, there was plenty of chances where they did get they did get in and um, you got to say as well, the offside ones they're not like we stepped up and they were at least a couple of yards off. It was very, very close and you could say, oh, that was the workings of the, the high line but, you know, it, it looked very inevitable that it was going to happen and they were going to get in from there because Son's probably one of the quickest players in the league, getting in behind. He's clinical, Kane can pick a pass and he was just getting into that middle and just playing the pass every time. So um, I think it was, it was quite sad to see we weren't, we weren't kind of changing it out. Oh, and once we were so many down as well, it looked like, oh, what do we have to lose? Let's just keep being more and more aggressive. And it just kind of continued, really.
0: The, um, it, this is the thing. When, when's the last time, can you say, we had a manager who had a plan B, who had, who had a way of switching it up and changing a game halfway through?
2: A successful plan B, probably <laughs> apart from the Swansea game um, with Mark Hughes, it, it was probably all the way. That back wasn't a Plan though. B.
0: That was Bennerick being knocked out by a goalkeeper. That wasn't a Plan B. <laughs> I
2: mean, it, it, it was the the tactic did switch though, but yeah, it probably was. It probably was Cumin. It probably was Cooman because maybe Pellegrino and Puel did it, but it wasn't successful. So no. um, well, I don't
1: know. Fun- I, I, I got kind of shades of it. When we went from five at the back to four at the back with Ralph, that seemed like a change of plan. I know it's not in a game, but it seemed like he was definitely trying to change the tactics. I know a nine-year like, was probably had, a good catalyst, but, but we, we've but, had yeah. tactical changes and we've had we've
0: had managers try new systems. But mm. actually, in-game management, like. The the subs I don't know if it's down to the system or I don't know if it's down to the subs that we actually bought on. Could you look, look at the the poor lads that had to come on today, Teller and Smallbone, as much mm. as like I want to see youth players coming through, they should not be the first two walking onto the pitch. No. And that that is the problem. Like a thirty three year old Shane Long, love him, but again you're giving him five minutes at the end of the game to try and make an impact. Like mm. Our quality oh. off the bench and what we can bring on is not good enough to mm. change a game. If we're winning it and we're controlling it, it's fine. But if we're mm. losing, trying to bring on Nathan Teller, who's, who's who's made... This is his first Premier League appearance. No, he made his debut at Norwich last year. This is his second Premier League appearance and you're trying to make him have an impact off the bench. It mm. It is just a little bit... It's too much on them and it's not good enough to try and change the game.
2: Things do you think there's anything sort of that we can do about it? Because there's Alpha, Alpha, Alpha Ramos, sorry if I butchered that, saying go out and Sam Whitlock just asking whose fault it is. We, we talked about the squad depth last time and saying that that is quite a, like quite a, a big part of our downfall well not downfall because two games into the season but a re- a possibly a reason why we can't switch up games but because we're not getting any investment and because like like you said as much as we've had our disagreements over it because we don't have the budget there as much as we might want to go yeah we need some squad debt we need to get this guy in and this guy in and maybe this guy we don't necessarily have the funds to do that, especially when we don't have an owner that's not backed us since, what, 2016. So as much as we say that, well, yes, we might get a new central midfielder in, and yes, we might get a, a new winger in, but that's just to replace the holes that we've already got. And then from mm. that point, you know, there's nothing... We don't have enough quality. And I'm, I'm glad to see Taylor in Smallbone get starts, or not starts, appearances. But like you said, it shouldn't be in games like this because this doesn't help them. It won't help them when we are two, five two down. Because they're not going to get enough of the ball, or if they do get a bit of the ball, it's, they're not going to be able to do any, anything with it. Because the rest of the teams are already demotivated; de- they're probably demotivated. But yeah, yeah, that's the that's the frustrating w- thing with it. A lot of people, we have answered your things. So I think it was Ozzy townman said talk about our defence. We talked about that. Um, Charlie Dot one said, "Why is Stevens still playing?" Oh, do he had think- a
1: poor game today. Mm. He did. I know everyone individually probably had a a poor second half, but he was—he looked slow. He looked—he was looked like he was ball watching for half the game. Just like just just watching city players, city players. Sorry, Spurs players run. It just seemed. I don't, I don't understand how uh at six weeks off can just change the because I don't even think the the pressing was as not aggressive, but as influential Effect. in the game. Yeah.
0: It's be- it's because teams know how to teams know that so because we're playing this high line they can just launch it over the top and they know that for us to successfully press they need to keep the ball at the back and I think a couple of times it did work it's first half the press worked quite well it was just mm. Spurs then straight away they upped the tempo and then they just started. Pinging the ball straight into Kane's feet because there was a gap, especially when Walpurs and Smallbone were in the midfield. There was a mm. gap that they could just ping it through, get it into Kane's feet, and Kane knew that he had Son, Mora, Lamella, them running in behind. And it's just one ball over the top. Like there was one of them where he didn't even look. He just launched it, and Son was there. Mm. So it is just it was such a simple way of them playing, but it was effective because we couldn't stop it. Whether it was Romeo coming off and we, us not having a that linchpin in the midfield or us playing that high line, it it just didn't it didn't work. No. And the fact that we didn't change it and we just let him score five is the most most frustrating thing about it. Ralph's just sort of let it happen. And the thing is with Stevens and why Stevens is still playing, we don't have anything better. And that's mm. why Stevens yeah. is still playing.
1: Oh, like
0: yeah. are those two centre backs out, out there. According to Ralph, are the best two centre backs we've got, and what according to um who has dot com, one of them played a five point four, one of them played a five point seven. So hmm. like, there's literally no point in them being. Oh there yeah, yeah, I'm
2: sorry. I, I, I agree I agree with you. I was just making sure people get their thoughts. So the thing is, this might sound a bit odd, but against the top six, a lot of the time it, it did work in parts last season, but our pressing doesn 't necessarily work because they 've got quality in the back and in the midfield to pass their way through our you know through our press because that 's what they they 've been taught to do by their managers, whereas teams may be from tenth to 20th, they don 't have that technical ability, so I think it 'd be effective to play the pressing style that we do against tenth to twentieth because that's you know that 's the the area that they struggle with technical ability at the, at the center back area, maybe not against Bryson. But it seems like against the top six and top seven, I can't think of that many times that our pressing has necessarily worked really, really effectively and been the key why we've got goals. Against Liverpool last season at home, yep, that, that works. But then that was just maybe really poor from Adrian. Same with Tottenham away last season. That was poor from Lloris more than anything. I think this pressing system works a hell of a lot. But sometimes against the top six, we will just get passed off the pitch and they'll easily be able to batter it up the pitch and score.
0: Well, this is the thing. The, pre- the pressing system. The whole point of it is trying to win the ball back high up the pitch or force them to play long. Mm. And at the moment, we're doing well to force them like high up the pitch and play long. Unfortunately, our centre backs are just being beaten. It feels like to every single ball because we mm. don't have the physicality. We don't have the height. Bednarek looked off it. I don't know if it's just me, but Bednarek looked completely off it today. We
2: can see we can see the fire. Yeah. I think
0: it looked off. He, it. he looked awful, and I'd much prefer to see Vestager coming for Bednarek than Vestager yes. coming for Stevens, because it, it's he didn't look good today, and it felt like because we were being beaten by Harry Kane. I, I think we said this in the preview. I think as like Kane's just going to win most balls up the top. And if he can get mm. the flick-ons down, we're going to be in trouble. And we need that physicality of a centre-back. So maybe, I know they've never played together, and it might be a little bit too early. You just put Silisu and Vestergaard in and just see if we can match um, isn't it Burnley next. Yeah, we match Burnley, Burnley physically. Because at the moment, we have not a lot of physicality at the back. And mm. that's where we're really, really poor.
1: I don't want to rush Silisu. And I know it sounds bad because we don't want. If we are conceding goals, you want to change it. But I'd rather give Salisu enough time, give him six weeks or whatever to fully get fit and fully to learn the system, whatever system we might be playing. Then rushing him a bit early, knocking his confidence, and then suddenly having another centre back without confidence and not, you know, not being the best they can be. I'd rather not keep him in reserve, but just kind of when we really need and bring that, and I know squad depth is tight as it is, but you can bring Vestergaard in against Burnley and hopefully he can try and bring that physicality and then and you, look, if Ralph says, look, I've got uh, Vestergaard's coming in because we need his height against Burnley, Stevens and Bednarank, it's your job to prove who should be playing in that game. And then yeah. it adds a bit of competition in whatever, you know, in, in the week or whoever has the best reaction, who's coming out best because I... It's quite, it's quite a hard one to pick who played worse out of Stevenson, but but uh, mm, uh, Bednarak Bednarak. because they both had pretty poor games. I think Bednarak just kind of looked lost and didn't really assert himself, and Stevens got caught on possession quite a few times as well. And I know that might be because he didn't have many options, but he kept trying to play it out, and he got, he did get caught quite a few times as well. I think he was quite lucky in the first half not to. Uh, not to get a goal. There was one where I think he got tackled by, um, uh, I can't remember who it was down there, but ended up attacked down the left and a cross and almost could have ended up in a goal. So he was quite lucky in the first half in the fact that he didn't get uh, punished from one of his mistakes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think? Because I think tactically we played it completely wrong. Um, And to be honest, there's not too much of a, I thought Armstrong looked good when he came in. He did actually look like he affected the game a lot more, and I think Che Adams looked really sprightful in the first half. He looked like he was holding it up. He had a nice couple of touches where he took it round a couple of people, had the strength to bounce off one of the uh, centre mids, and then played it down the left. So in you know, the first half, we looked really good. I think it was just defensively. It looks like we've got this line, and I don't think you can train McCarthy to be a sweeper as much as. I think he is just a traditional keeper, where he's not going to do any of the fancy stuff. I think he he is just a shot stopper, and I think but we. It's not, we... It's
0: not as a as a sweep keeper. It's not about doing fancy stuff. It's not like having twenty to thirty touches on the ball and trying to play forty yarders like Edison and Allison does. It's being in the right position. You get your start position right, you can get to that ball quicker than the striker can, mm. and therefore you can clear the ball. That yeah. it's it's not. It's but not I, to do with playing those four yarders and making all those pings and stuff like that. It's just getting a set position right. And if we can get that set position right, then our high line doesn't become as much as a problem
1: that it already is. What I'm saying is I don't think, because we saw that today, that he came out and he should have come out for the ball for Son. And you were saying that he should have got out there, but he came back because he didn't have the confidence to do that. And I don't think your confidence grows when you are picking five balls out the back of the net and there was another two times where they were sl- marginally offside they still got in the back of the net didn't they so he, he had seven shots past him today I, I don't know how many saves he made but I think it's just shattering his confidence and I think it's probably the uh, if you don't have a lot we had quite a short pre-season so he's been thrown into games straight away doing this new tactic that he doesn't have the confidence in yet and I just think conceding goal, goals will just do nothing for his confidence Think he might be dropped
2: for the next game. Do you think Forster might. Uh-huh. I mean it's not it's not quite the same level as Leicester, don't guess. Don't get me wrong. But no. it probably had the same men- not not completely the same, but it probably had a similar mental effect that it did on Gunn in the fact of yes, that maybe only one of his goals was actually his fault. But you know, we've lost five two in the past and Forster got taken out for that one. Imagine the scenes when we've just lost five two to Tottenham in the other way and that's forces the man to now replace, replace McCarthy because I, I could see it happen. I could genuinely see it happen because McCarthy's not had a brilliant start to the season like I said. We would have lost whether it was McCarthy or Forster today. We probably would have lost whether it was McCarthy or Forster for any of the yeah. previous either of the previous two games. But you know switching it up isn't it's it, it's not going to be necessarily a bad thing especially when Forster will get game time I think at some point this season so why won't it be against the Burnley side that will be a lot less dangerous, in my opinion anyway, to that of Tottenham and of Crystal Palace.
0: I think, I think that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think because because it's going to be this, if we're going to play that same high line again, they've got Chris Wood and Jay Rodriguez, two tall strikers that are more than competent in the air. Hmm. And if they get their wingers in behind properly or they get that partnership going, uh, I can see more problems coming if we don't yeah. change it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't really like the goalkeeper swapping, and I know it's nice if we've got a we've got a good few choice of keepers, but it's almost like if if there's a, a really bad game, then you're straight out, and that might almost it, you, it's nice to get that initial bounce when you have a new keeper that comes in, but it, I think it's something that needs to be sorted rather than something that needs to be changed, um, and I, I hope Ralph has the the sense to go. Or well, let's, let's bring the line back a little bit. Let's keep McCarthy proactive, but not sweeping. And I think small changes like that can probably go a long way. Um, and that hopefully he realises yeah. that.
0: My only problem with that, though, is that you've got, you've got three goalkeepers that all want to be playing first-team football. You've kept... Ralph said in the press conference that he wants one of or Forster to go out on loan. I think, hmm. I think I think that was what was reported, that he, he wanted one of those two out on loan. So one of them's got to be sticking around. And this, Forster's on 70 grand a week. You've you got to think that there's going to be some point in him sticking around, because otherwise we would have let him go to Celtic. But we've kept him. And uh, like, we, we had the choice to sell him to Celtic. I know he didn't want to go, but we had the choice to sell him to Celtic and we've given him the benefit of the doubt to come back and train and try and get back into the first team and I don't want a complete switch up because there's no point in doing I'll completely rotate the side make sure that like everyone realises that they made mistakes and dropping them but this isn't McCarthy's first mistake it's not He's not been on the best run. I know the game against Newcastle, he did really, really well. But it's not his best run, and he made the mistake against Arsenal, and he made the mistake against West Ham. So, I don't know. It, it may be a sort of give Forster a couple of games, see how he does.
2: Yeah, we talked quite a lot about the defensive line. Should, should we talk about probably a more a, a more positive side of the game and the fact of throughout the 90 minutes, we did look like an attacking threat. And maybe on a, another day, Chad Adams has got, would have got a couple and maybe a couple of others as well. You know, have you got more confidence now looking at our attacking line? Because it looks so much better than it did against Brentford and, and against Crystal Palace. Because like I said, Adams I think had four or five shots. Ings had Ings got a brace I know I was in the penalty spot but he still got to finish them off mm-hmm. and also Gineppo starting his first game in ages looked like a really really you know dangerous player on, yeah. on that you know, on the wings with Armstrong as well I think I think the reason why Armstrong might have came off is due to the fact that I think Ralph saw sort have of not rushed him back but he said to would be out for four to five games and three games into the season he starts so I think it was a let's make sure he doesn't pull something because we need him good against on. Burnley
1: I didn't really think about that to be fair that's a good point yeah. to yeah. why he was saving him for the Burnley game yeah, I think Armstrong looked Armstrong and worked really well in the uh in the first half. You had I think uh, it was really nice to see them the fact that they were changing up their positions as well when they were up up top, Genepo coming both sides. Armstrong looked really good operating in that traditional number 10, which looked really good. So when that play switched, Genepo went out wide and Armstrong just centered in that middle, but it's those little, pl- those little bits of build-up play to keep us going forward is where he's most successful. Just that when it's that little pass to Romeo and that little flick over the the trailing defender's leg, just that just little touches of class like that which keep us moving forward, keep the speed of the attack. It it really pushed us on today, and um, you know there was a really good save from Larice, which uh, was beautiful build-up play, really patient. Gineppo then goes around. Uh, was it Doherty? Who went mm, to ground, yeah. went round him, kept it in, put it across, and Che in the championship that goes in. But the strength of Larice just to put that one hand up and put it over the bar—that's the difference between a goal in the championship and a you know a European quality goalkeeper, isn't it? So it's just those little differences like that where it seems like that goes in and it's suddenly looking really positive for us, but. Their one moment of quality got them a goal, and then you go into the half at one uh, all. And we looked by far the better side at half time. We just didn't have the scoreline to reflect it. So I,
0: I thought Che was wasteful today. I no, mean, he, hmm. he should at least got one. I think mean, the um, the first shot he put straight at Lloris where he tipped it over. The good run from Gineppo probably should hit that first time. But the Armstrong, there was a cutback to Armstrong where he should have put it home better. It we created chances, which was nice to see. It's just to get it's it's again we're not finishing them, mm. and that's the same thing that that, that started happening under Powell and Pellegrino and under Hughes was that, that we still create chances, um, we just couldn't finish them off. Because I think in that Pellegrino year it, for um, expected goals, we would have finished eighth. Um, but we just we just don't, uh, it seems like if it doesn't fall to Ings, it won't go in. Mm. Which is what was different coming into the end of last season. I think Adams has had a couple of chances in the first three games. Um, Armstrong had definitely a very good chance today, and it's just a little bit, you know.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Adams should have certainly you know made the most of his I think four or five shots, but I'm, I'm still encouraged due to the fact that we've now got two strikers that constantly get in the right areas like uh-huh. I 100 percent I agree with you he should be scoring, and maybe that would have changed the game completely if well, I, went, I,
0: I thought back uh, yeah, I thought his hold up play was really good today. I thought his touch was mm. brilliant I thought he, he was a real threat. Giapppo was brilliant in that first half he really provided a good threat he looked he looked like he was fighting for his position. Um, Mm. Now he's got this chance with Redmond out for the next couple of weeks. Armstrong was great as well with his creativity and his little flicks on the ball. I thought we were really good in the first half and it just collapsed in the second as soon as Spurs got their second goal.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think there's certainly... Po- there's not many positives, but I think there's, it's quite clearly, if you cut the team in half, like in the halfway line, the defensive side definitely needs work, but the attacking line, I think, it's not back to its best quite yeah. obviously. But I think it's certainly it's certainly getting up to the threat that it could be. And if if Adams just gets one goal against Burnley, I think then hopefully his season will start three games into the season rather than thirty oh, 28 games into the season. Yeah. I mean, once again, I just think he needs that one goal to, to really get going. But then, you know, attacking-wise, <laughs> I do think we've got some good options. I think, you know, the depth could be slightly better, but we've definitely got a, a better attacking line than we did like two or three seasons ago. Yeah.
1: Oh dear. Are we doing the Are we going to do a preview towards the Burnley game, or is this just going to be a reaction today? Because I don't, I don't know what the no, direction no, we'll is.
0: Do, do, do the reaction
1: today, and then we'll just
0: do a different one for Burnley next yeah, week. Yeah. This, is, this nah.
2: needs to be its own, its own <laughs> yeah. thing. Just rambling for
0: about forty-five minutes. So I don't. Think I don't know. I don't
2: know how long we've been long going
0: long, for. Long. Like, yeah, I think we started about... around about two-ish. I think.
1: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think, what. what ch- okay, why don't we do a final little bit like this and say, what what changes do we need to see at Burnley to make you confident that we'll go there and get a result? Just, just People drop- aren't
0: going to agree with me, Vestergaard in the back four.
2: No, I think that's all right. Yeah. I think that's, that's... As long as we drop the back line a bit further, I think that, that'll be completely fine. You, you, you I think need his- to change it for his yeah. pace, but
0: we mm. need to be more physical against them uh, I think Vestergaard would be the best option to stick on Chris Wood. did the fitness the tactic last
1: year yeah did the fitness look better today do you think like the intensity of the runnings and the, the pressing and stuff like that or would you reckon it was still a little bit off
0: Oof. it's hard to tell with how poor our defensive line was it could mm. it could have been a not knowing what we're doing and not having an understanding of the system or it could have just been the fact that we were blowing after 45 minutes after a really good first half, Yeah. and um, and we didn't have the fitness to keep turning back on ourselves.
1: This might sound a bit like a mad point, but the fact that at the end of the, the last run after quarantine, the fact that we could, we could run our socks off for 20 minutes and then recollect, get a drinks break on, have that breather, go again, half-time, recollect, you know... Adjust. There was so much more adjustments. It seemed like at the run of last time. The fact that it was four breaks rather than just the. Wait, is it four? No, two juice breaks and a and a time mm. one.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. Is that something that could be? Because I know everyone was saying, "Oh, these Saints, this Saints team looks great after the restart." Do you think those like those opportunities to to, to rest after the press in in the? Uh, ralph to be, be able to make those slight adjustments do you reckon that could be a slight possibility and um, that we're but kind how of
0: how it used to be well what it felt like while well, watching the games before lockdown is that we would press high for the first 15 20 minutes and then mm. 10 minutes we'd have to sit and we'd rest and we'd recover yeah. and then we'd press high for the next so that's how it seemed to work so having those breaks whether like it was two to f- five two to five minutes they weren't long mm. um but those breaks just broke up the game. So you could have your recovery in that point. So you could go out and press straight away. So that yeah. would have changed how we played during lockdown to know how we got to play now. I think mm. that's what people have got to expect is now we're not going to be pressing for the entire game. We are going to have to rest because we don't have the legs for it. And hopefully by the mm. end of the season, we will have the legs to do 45 minutes. We might have more quality off the bench to be able to bring on and help with that as well. Um, but yeah, it it will it will affect how we play, and it will affect how everyone plays.
1: Yeah, that's just something that occurred to me when, uh, when I was thinking about it—the fact that it did seem like we were we were kind of reserving ourselves with the same sort of high line, and maybe that kind of. I don't know. That energy levels weren't quite there for the dropping of the line or something like that. Uh, it, it,
0: also, it also gave the opportunity, if you didn't start well in the first 20 minutes, you could make your adjustments a lot more clearly to the entire team instead yeah. of having to pass a message from the player closest to you across the entire side or yeah. yell it where no one will probably hear you. So yeah. I, that that is another thing where Ralph can't make his adjustments um, halfway through the game. He yeah. has to try and convey it in a different way, maybe he's gotta get better at that because I don't know if he tried to change it um and it just didn't work, or if yeah, I, he might have tried to change the defensive line and defence just didn't get it. Maybe that could have been a thing. So
2: Yeah. Okay. Right. That's just because cool. Bale didn't play today, otherwise.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, are we are we okay for this one then? So, like you said, we'll do a little. No, we're we'll not so a...
0: okay for this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <okay. laughs> the is, though, I do, I do have more.
2: I feel better about the end. Although we've lost by three goals, I feel a lot better after this game, and I've confidence going into the next one compared to that of Brighton and Crystal Palace because I was on the floor against Brent, not literally, but I felt on the floor against against Brentford. Whereas now, mm. you know, it feels like we've got a bit of a bit of life to us in the, in the attacking sense, at least. We, we had a really good 45
0: minutes and if we can bring that positivity to Burnley um, and fix the mistakes from the second half, we've got a good chance of getting a result.
1: If that line doesn't drop against Burnley, are you going to be worried? Or do you have confidence we'll be able to make it work against Burnley?
0: Um, it, well, we've got a week to work on it. And if mm. Ralph work, works on it for the next week of how that line should work, then hopefully, fingers crossed, we won't have to drop it. But yeah. then again, if it's, it's all down to him, if we start the first ten, fifteen minutes against Burnley next weekend, and we're playing that high line, I'll still have full confidence in it working. Um, but whether it does or not, that that's that's what Burnley will will suggest. So, there we go.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, right, I think I need <laughs> a lay down after that. I think yeah. I've just watched two hours of pain and then now uh, we've ranted another hour down your ear holes. So thank you for listening, if you have. I hope you share our pain because I don't want to be the only one feeling like. Oh, it <laughs> Share our pain.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but uh, we will be much more... We share more... <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Hopefully we'll be much more happier for the preview. We'll make it a mini episode, how that we will do some quick questions, do a little preview... See what's changed in the week, press conferences. See if we've got any rumours for those needed centre midfielder and winger. Let's yeah, sure hope, you. yeah. hope we've got some transfer rumours. And if we don't, we will complain that there's no <laughs> <laughs> transfer rumours. But either way, it'd be very hey, nice for I you want, to talk
0: I, about. I, I want to hope that, you know, we said that we've got no money and the board's not backing it. And like lots mm. of clubs have said that they have no money. And then you look at what Liverpool and Spurs and Everton are doing with how much money they're <laughs> spending. Hopefully yeah. we can do that, and in the next week we can spend £100 million on a new centre-half, a new central midfielder, and a new winger. That would be great, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: If if just got no, like, one,
2: it's great. down
1: the back of a filing cabinet or something, and they open it. Right? <laughs> no way! <laughs> <laughs> That's where <it> is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, we could actually <laughs> strike for the squad. But, do you um... think
0: they've just forgotten what the bank account is? Yeah, they've forgotten the number. And they're locked out. The on, on, but, you know, the that that, that oh, stupid little
1: games. dongle thing, they have to put it in and go, And that's a code. <laughs> uh. well, while, they're, while they're working out the code to try and spend some money, um, make sure you leave a review on whatever host you're on because it helps us, makes people find us and see if they can listen as well. Why don't you share it with your friends as well if there's someone that you think would like to listen to our ramblings, then make sure you let them know. Um, and yeah, share it around. Spread the love, baby. <laughs> I don't know. How do I sign this off normally? Thank you I for listening. Say, oh, yeah.
2: um,
1: thank you for listening. I've been with <laughs> yeah, Harry, no <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Well, are you guys not going to say goodbye?
2: Well, I was just going to say thank you for everyone that got involved in the very quick questions oh, on the saints prime instagram i said just message us whatever you want and we'll probably respond to it and in the forty-seven oh, yeah, yeah. minutes we got we got plenty of responses and be sure for the burnley preview get involved you'll have more than three mm-hmm. hours probably or you'll have more than 45 minutes probably before the podcast recording to get your questions in so uh yeah make sure you get them in we'll be able to go in more in depth about the burnley match there and just just mm. enjoy your week as much as you can There you go. Mikey,
1: any any final sign off before we go and cry?
0: Um, no. I think I've said my piece, to be fair. Fair uh, enough.
1: Okay, okay. We're all ready to go then. Okay. So keep the faith, as I say. It's much harder to do it this time. Uh, We'll see you next time for Burnley.